Welcome to the St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows podcast channel. The sermon you are about to hear is from our worship service on January 14th, 2024. For more information about the community and ministries of St. Mark's, you can visit our website, smlutheran.org. There you will find the full online worship service from which this sermon is taken. And if you would like to contribute financially to help sustain the ministries at St. Mark's, you'll find information on how to do that there as well. And now, here's Pastor Audrey Lukasak with a Gospel reading. The Holy Gospel for this day is written in the Gospel of St. John, the first chapter. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsuda, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, we have found the one whom Moses in the law talked about and the prophets wrote, Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nathanael said to Philip, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, he said to him, here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked Jesus, where did you get to know me? Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus answered, do you believe because I told you what I saw you under the fig tree? You see, you will see greater things than these. And Jesus said to him, very truly, I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. The Gospel of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. I invite you to pray with me. Spirit of the living God, come now and grow our faith, deepen our hope. Come and strengthen our love and water in each of us a desire to be your faithful family forever. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Has there ever been a time when you found yourself following Jesus but didn't even know that you were following Jesus? Maybe you just showed up and all of a sudden something happened. So today, as we hear of the calling of two disciples, I just want to back up and talk a little bit about this season of Epiphany. Last Sunday, we marked the day, uh, the day after the official day of Epiphany, which is January 6th, the 25th day of Christmas. But because we had this wonderful event here at church for on Epiphany, Pastor Siggy took the liberty to preach on the Magi, because we oftentimes don't hear that. She did a marvelous job of speaking about the Magi and what it means for us of following that God's light. But normally, on the first Sunday of Epiphany, 
we hear of Jesus' baptism. It is in that baptism that begins our epiphany season, and we have six weeks of epiphany until Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday this year, mark your calendar, uh, it starts on Valentine's Day. What a better way to come on Valentine's Day to be reminded of who we are and what our season of Lent is all about, uh, remembering that we are dust and to dust we shall return. You may not see that as a gift of love, but it is. But in, from now until then, we are hearing of different stories of the early part of Jesus' memory or of his ministry. And last week, had we been here and Pastor Siggy decided to talk about the Magi and the baptism, we would have been here maybe for two hours, but we didn't want to do that. But today, I just want to lift up of what we recall of Jesus' baptism. We know that John the Baptist prepared the way for Jesus. He said, prepare the way. I baptize in water, but the one coming after me will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. But John was a cousin of Jesus, but he also said, I am not worthy to baptize Jesus. I am not even worthy to untie what? Do you know this part of the story? I'm not worthy to even untie his sandal. But when the time was right, Jesus came to be baptized and met John at the Jordan waters. And, and Jesus came to him, go ahead and baptize me. And as Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist, when he came out of the water, this I think you might remember, when he came out of the water, what happened? The heavens opened up. The heavens opened up, and what came down through those clouds? It was the dove. Who does the dove represent but the Holy Spirit? And from there, we also are reminded that the voice of God spoke, and the voice of God spoke saying, this is my son, my beloved, to whom I am well pleased. In Jesus' baptism, five different things happened. He was given the vision. God came down from heaven, brought Jesus. We just celebrated the birth of Jesus. God came down and became flesh and came to teach us about God's love and grace for all of us. So there was the vision. This was what Jesus was all about of teaching us about God's love. The second thing was about love, of reflecting God's love. And the third was that Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was going to be there with Jesus, giving him power, giving him strength to face all of the challenges, just like the Holy Spirit was given to us in our own baptism. But then the other thing that happened Jesus was affirmed. You are beloved. You are one who I am well pleased. 
Eugene Peterson in his translation says, I delight in you, Jesus, for you are my son. And also, because of that relationship, was a reminder of that connection between God and Jesus of you belong. You belong to the family of God. Those same things I will talk about a little bit later, those are all the things that have also been given to us. So that's the brief uh, synopsis of baptism because again, these next several weeks, you are going to be reminded of our own baptism, very similar to Jesus. Today, as we hear of the calling of the invitation that Jesus, after his baptism, he went out into the wilderness for 40 days. We'll hear more about that in Lent. But then when he came back, he went and began choosing people to come and follow him. The two disciples that we hear about today are not the top five disciples. If I asked you to name all of the 12 disciples, you might not mention Philip or Nathaniel. But Philip and Nathaniel, we know, were friends. Philip had already been invited to come and follow Jesus. But again, what happened for Philip when he was invited to come and follow Jesus, his heart was transformed that he wanted to do that. So he ran back and told Nathaniel, his friend, come, come and meet Jesus. This is the one who Moses prepared us and spoke about. This is the one who came to bring new life for all of us. Now, for all of you, if you have experienced some excitement or some transformation in your life, do you not go to your friends and invite them to come and see, come and be part of this experience? But for Philip, when he came to Nathaniel, Nathaniel was a skeptic. He wasn't so sure about who this Jesus was. Now, but then again, Nathaniel went with Philip and was starting to walk towards Jesus when Jesus was the first one to speak to him. And Jesus said, Nathaniel, I know you. And Nathaniel was surprised, and he said, how do you know me? A week before Jesus had seen Nathaniel, he was standing out under the fig tree. Now, sometimes we have read scripture lessons from the book of the First Nations translation. In that book, they insert the description of what Nathaniel's response was standing out under the fig tree. They say that he had his legs, arms crossed and he stepped back and he was shaking his head when he saw Jesus. Now, if someone has their arms crossed and is shaking their head, what does that usually communicate? Some say it may be a closed mind or even a closed heart. That's how Jesus first met Nathaniel from a distance. Now, Nathaniel might have been like, how did you know me? But he did acknowledge, I saw you under that tree. Now, Nathaniel might have felt a little shame and exposed of himself of being skeptical. 
But Jesus acknowledged him and said, you come from a long family of history. I want you to still follow me. And immediately when Jesus recognized Nathanael, his closed mind and his closed heart was transformed. We also know that Jesus said, you haven't seen anything yet. Just wait. Come follow me and so much more you will learn. Now for all of us, we have found ourselves in places where we might sometimes be surprised. As I said at the beginning of my sermon, has there been a time when you were following Jesus and you may not have even recognized it? For me, when I was thinking about this this week, it took me back to a time when I was, in, after my first year of seminary, we were required or invited, but no, it was a requirement. We had to finish a quarter of CPE, which is clinical pastoral education. A lot of times that's in a hospital, in a prison, or in a nursing home. Mine was in a hospital in Minneapolis. It was summertime, so it wasn't this cold. But it was in the summer, and it was, the hospital was connected to a children's hospital. Part of that training is to deal with our pastoral identity, as well as to learn some skills in pastoral care. Well, one could also say that CPE is a at an opportunity of where one might experience lots of little epiphanies. The definition in the uh, dictionary of epiphany is of self-reflection or self-awareness, the aha moments. During that time, as I got to know my supervisor, there were times that it was really painful when I really did have to look at who I am and even of the past and even of some of the things that I was even embarrassed or shamed of or just was hurting. One of the books during that time that was given to me was the book God and Human Suffering. Douglas John Hall, a Lutheran theologian from Canada, in his book writes that it's important for us to be in touch with our own suffering in order to enter imaginatively into another person's suffering. At first, when I read those words, I thought, okay, I need to really take a look at who I am. I didn't question my call into be into ordained, ordained ministry. It took me 16 years um, from the time of confirmation, but my pastor kept asking. I didn't question my call. What I did question, and especially during that CPEs, wondering, am I worthy? Am I worthy to hold this position? For I found myself just being really hard on myself, and it was during that time where I became aware of some things that needed to attending. It was during that time, I am so grateful, as painful as it was, to really begin to experience what I read, what we heard in the psalm today, to be reminded that God knows us so intimately. God knows us better than ourselves. God knit us together in our mother's womb 
And God knows us when we're standing and sitting. It's like GPS. God knows us so well. And it's all about that relationship of God and ourselves. And it was during that time of where experiencing healing and of blessing in so many ways. It helped prepare me for a moment that I was not expecting when I was on call. I was on call one night, it was later in my CV training, and I was called and was told that a family requested a chaplain. This was in the children's hospital. Their child, their 22-month-old child, was in surgery, and the family requested that I come and do the baptism. Hadn't done a baptism, but I knew the ritual. I knew that the words that need to be spoken with the water is you are baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So I went into that surgical waiting room. I was rushed in and was, I had to gown up. And here was this 22-month-old child and the surgeons and the whole team. I had to squeeze in and to pour the water giving those words of adopting this child into God's family. You are baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. The little girl, I'll refer to her as M, she did not survive. I went to be with the parents to hear more of what had happened. I was there when the doctors came and said that she had died. The parents talked about how they were so grateful to know their child was baptism because they were preparing to have their child baptized. And in the midst of that grief, I found myself showing up to be with this child as well as this family, recognizing that I didn't even really know what to say, but God's spirit was there as we held together this family who was in great grief. And as the parents held this lifeless child, I offered a prayer. I don't remember what I said, but again, we wept together of seeing such meaningless uh, loss of life. I came to learn that this child, the reason she was in surgery, she had been beaten by two boys in daycare. They were 11 and 12. This was my first baptism that I did, and it's still, I have those memories. How tragic it was. They were in childcare, and the childcare provider left to go to the store, and this happened. Such a tragic, tragic loss of life. The next day, the family had called through the neighboring Lutheran um, congregation pastor, and the request was, could you come and to the funeral and do the sermon? Now, remind you, I hadn't even had a preaching class yet. I was questioning myself and wondering, can I do this? Am I worthy? But yet it was through that time and doing that funeral and walking with this family that God brought me to a place that I wasn't prepared for, but yet God was there with us. For each and every one of us, God brings us to a place where we least expect it, 
It could be in our workplace, whether it's in a fast food restaurant or even in, as we're working in the medical field or in the schools or in a large corporation. When we show up, God sometimes calls us to come and be reminders of God's presence. It's being reminders of God's presence is a reflection that we are following Jesus. As we come together this day, we are reminded when we come to worship, we may find that sometimes coming to church can be hard, where we may not feel worthy, but it is in those times of where we have questions or doubts or even wondering, what does this faith really mean? What other place can we take by stepping aside and spending one hour a week being in God's house to be reminded through our words and through our liturgy as well as our songs of being reminded of who we are and whose we are? Where else can we go and light candles either for ourselves or someone else? Where else can we go to be fed with the meal that nourishes us of being reminded God is holding us in the palm of God's hand? Where else can we come but to the baptismal waters where the waters remind us God has forgiven us. God forgives us all of our wrongdoings. We come together to worship each week, taking this time being reminded again of how God has knit us together in God's womb. God invites us to follow Jesus and to be empowered by the Holy Spirit to go and go out into this world where we never know where we may be called and invited to be beacons of God's light and hope. I mentioned at the beginning of the sermon that when I talked about Jesus' baptism, those same things that have been given to Jesus have also been given to us. That we have been given a sense from our time of our baptism of God's abundant love for us, that God will lead you and guide you and will walk with you wherever you go in life. God has given you the Holy Spirit that gives you strength and empowers you to face the challenges. But to be reminded in baptism of God's abundant love, and like Jesus, God affirms you. And God has invited you to be part of this family, a chosen family. You belong in this place, in God's family. And so as you go from this place to live out your life this next week and be reminders and be beacons of God's hope, pick one of those gifts that may resonate to you today and may that be a mantra or just an intention, and may it carry you forward knowing and reminding you, you have been invited to follow Jesus and know that you are not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen. You've been listening 
to the St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows podcast channel. Thanks for joining us.